0: We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like EOLD Raven, Ninja Skelds, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancypants, Bean Dorp, Modster, Iceberg, Spangren, Titus and Dormidon, Dank, Xynosin, Dolly Kaustchev, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, Stroker, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, and why is there only one Norwegian pro player? We like Dota. Episode three hundred and forty-three starts now. welcome to we like Dota, episode 343 my name is arian i'll be your host for tonight and i have the honor of being joined by charlene
1: hello arian hello internet
0: and sam hello
2: but mostly only to norwegian pro players
1: player Um, speaking uh,
2: player player. yeah well i mean there are other pro players i'm assuming in other sports and esports but true. not in Dota, which true, is true. the only sport that matters.
0: Speaking of Norwegian pro players, who do you think it is? I know, actually, and I'm going to narrow it down. So he's playing on a European team right now, mm-hmm. and he used to play with Finnish pubstar tops back in the day.
1: Is it Jerax?
0: No. Because
1: no. he's not playing right now, duh. <laughs>
0: and Jarek's is Finnish. Also. Yeah, I was about to say,
2: I'll, isn't Jarek's Finnish? Um, I oh I don't know any Scandinavian players. I think other than maybe there were some Swedish players. Like Ninjas in Pajamas had a lot of Swedish players. Um okay. Maybe sock? No, um, not Soxa.
0: No. What? No. Can you s- can you
1: give me like a list of the yeah. teams?
0: I will give you another hint. Okay. okay. He was playing today in the major. <gasps> Today. Oh, today. Uh,
2: it, okay, can I can I make is it like 20 questions? Can I make a like a question guess? Yes. Is are they on Team Liquid?
0: Yes. Them. Oh,
2: okay. Is it Alright, so on Team Liquid there's insane. Is it Tai? Mickey. Wait, Tiger. is tyga
1: even on uh, liquid?
2: It is tyga Shelly. Oh yeah, my god! Tiger. I, I would never guess that. I was gonna guess Mr. Were the you
1: guy. cheating? No. You you Don't wanna know me. my logic? It's so stupid.
0: Alright. <laughs> um Tiger oh, Because tiger like the landscape. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because oh <my> <laughs> the tiger
1: forest or whatever, like that strip of
0: like type of forest or whatever.
1: I was like, yeah, that would I mean, be like in the north with like Norwegian. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who knows? It might be like his actual reasoning for his name.
1: Oh mm.
0: I-, I
2: hope so. Tiger's a dope name. That's a It's a dope terrain as well. It reminds me of like Crusader Kings.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. All right, uh, we got a lot to get into here in this episode about the major and whatnot and our charity match, so I guess we'll just hop on straight in into the Dota Phoenix. Oh, yeah!
1: <laughs> oh, look at it go!
0: Look at it go. <laughs> oh! all right welcome to our personal indulgence segment dota feelings where i ask my co-host the question how was your week in dota and how did it make you feel uh sam go first oh my
2: week in dota was it started out pretty slow because of memorial day and uh cleaning up and taking care of like all the drinking and festivities um Mm. and then i we like signed up for and got notified of like all of the modifications going on for the show match. And so I aligned my Dota playing with the uh, show match criteria. So I've been building divine rapiers all week as pretty much like my second item. Um, (laughs) And if I'm not, if I'm not doing that, I'm playing Chen or another summons hero. Um,
1: These were all ranked games. I'm sure.
2: (laughs) I mean, there were, (laughs) There, hey i think there was like one or two ranked games in there and nice. certainly some ones that that should have like that were that were really wild and i feel like rapier's actually like i haven't lost a game that i built a rapier in this week <laughs> and that's like i'm like 5 for 5 Although or something like
0: that you did you did your best in some of those games to lose them by I, dropping the rapier's
2: hey hey i never said i didn't drop the rapier's i just said <laughs> i didn't lose the game which is really what matters at the end of the day um, it is true yeah that
0: is what matters. <laughs>
2: But I think that I have come up with a list of of maybe the best rapier builders in the game currently, and I think that some of them might be controversial. Do you want to do you want to hear my list?
0: No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go <over>.
1: Honestly, <laughs> oh, I want to hear the list. I so feel like top think... tier is Monkey King. Can I just put that out there?
2: Yeah, I think I think he's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the best rapier carriers are, either have like innate survivability. Mm-hmm. or use the obscene damage like really really well um so my list is marana faceless oh, wow. void lichen is like a is like a personal one um
1: lichen. monkey
2: king monkey king mars uh clinks weaver uh Sven, and then I also have Chen. I think these are the early divine versions. There's like there are some late game builders, <laughs> what?
1: but I think you're blowing my mind. Dude. I think <laughs> first off, I'm gonna request that you do a full like tier ranking thing, similar to how you did for neutral creeps. Like, I would like to see your monkey or not monkey um rape your purchase list or whatever as like what are the S tier A B C D tier whatever um but secondly uh as a marana player i'm so excited to hear marana and on that list and like do you not because she's kind of glass cannony. wouldn't you want to get bkb first at least before like Mm -hmm. i can see rapier as like the third item but second item seems super ambitious
2: so i think that there's like two ways you play with a rapier right Mm -hmm. and then you get it kind of early in the game like after having done this a little bit i think that you either are like use the rapier and like just roll over people like uh something maybe like monkey kings is a good example where like the crit you're not really using it to farm you know what I mean on your uh, on your stun but you can one shot heroes at that point in the game if you have a divine rapier as um, we
0: saw in the charity match <laughs> as, yes
2: as we saw in the charity match um but someone like Mirana I think the real value that Mirana has is if they want to if you want to as a Mirana player you can avoid being like seen found heard for like 10 minutes you know what I mean? With just this divine rapier. And you can farm the map in, in a way where you just kind of avoid the enemy heroes and farm much faster than them because you have this insane divine rapier. And you can it's go, true. like, pressure towers and, and do things. And mm-hmm. Monkey king's valuable in the same way because you can just jump in the trees, TP out, you know, jump to the other side of the map to go farm their jungle. Whatever you have to do. Um,
0: and I mean, judging by your criteria, that is uh, being survivable... Which Mirana has with Leap and utilizing like uh, the Rapier in a good way. Uh, it's actually the same ability for Mirana that mm-hmm. scales off Rapier in two ways because you can live with Leap, but you also and get then, yeah Leap also insane attack it. speed. Yeah, exactly. That gives you very nice uh, scaling with the Rapier. Yeah. The plus, you can also pick up the Shard for like really yeah. cheap yes. crits. Yep. Yeah. I mean, from your list, I would only regard Chen obviously as controversial, <laughs> but I think Sven is also kind of controversial. Is what Sven needs damage? I'm not sure. So it's not, but
2: I think there is a world in which you could like pick this up as like a pseudo farming item on Sven yeah. and play a very like trust me a very anxious, very hectic game of keep away. Um, but he has <laughs> sure, the sure. toolkit to do it, and if he presses God strength, people die.
0: Like, alright, I'll it, allow him on your list as long as he's pretty low on the list. Because I yeah. think he dies pretty easily because of how committal he is.
2: I think he's below Chen, if that says anything.
0: Alright, alright, <laughs> give me a reasoning for Chen. He has
2: built-in attack speed, he doesn't need any items to like to exist other than like maybe Ags as a core, um, and I don't know, you have, like, a heal for yourself. And if they go on you, like, they have to go through your creeps and your team. Like, this hero wants to five man. If you get a Divine Rapier, you're going to five man. I don't know. It feels it feels like... Like, I don't know. The I think the, the ideal Chen Rapier game is you get a rapier, you have fun with it for a few minutes, and then you drop it and one of your teammates gets it. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> it's not the worst thing i have ever heard, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it's... There's a, there's a there's a way it could work. Like, you're not going to get it in an actual Chen game for a very long time. But if you play Chen core, this hero doesn't, like, scale that well anyway. So might as well end the game early. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh,
0: Charlene, how was yeah. your week in Um,
1: My week has been fine. I think the main bit is really just the show match. And I know we're going to talk about the actual games in a bit so I want to talk about our warm up game beforehand which was mm-hmm. um, you and me and Sam plus Bay uh, we were just short our gym so in that match I went support AA uh, supporting Sam's clinks uh, you Arian went mid Mars I believe and then yes. Bay went off lane centaur war runner with a random ember spirit who honestly like they yeah, the
0: guy was good man yeah <laughs> um, position for ember spirit wow. mm-hmm. it worked out
1: and <laughs> sam hearing your your weekend in dota i feel like this warm up game was just the culmination of all of that because true to form you you were practicing the rapier so you you went rapier on clinks um and I don't think you said this, but you have it in your show notes here saying that uh, you were yelling at A2K this past week as your Dota feeling. And oh. I just, I, I was front row, popcorn in hand, just it's hilarious <laughs> because um, uh, eventually at some point in the game, I think from being tilted by Aryan... Um, poor Sam as a side effect unfortunately end up feeding two rapiers to our enemy Morphling. That's no, with, with
2: the Ancient at like 300 HP. Right. And I drop him right next to the Ancient. So, yep.
1: so yeah. the game that should have been ended in like maybe 30 more seconds ended up taking five extra minutes. <laughs> but it was just hilarious. I I no Shade but also like Shade. So friendly Shade to Arian. I just... Pose the question to you, Arian, and I think you dodged it, so I'm going to ask you now on the pod. Like, why is it that you think that so many of your team members feel griefed by you?
0: Hmm... I think, first of all, I use being whiny as a joke sometimes. For example, like making oh, baby noises the, the when whee! I lose gold. You do the exactly
1: whee! on command.
0: <laughs> For example, I do that every time when I lose gold on the draft screen, when somebody <laughs> doesn't pick their heroes. But then uh, I do it all the time. Like, I never pick my hero in time. Uh I guess the defense for that would be I'm the only one losing gold because I mostly get last pick because I'm mid. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, I think I'm a bit... I'm a very greedy player, right? As a mid player, I'm not necessarily going to think about uh, the farming pattern of my carry and then try to work around that. I will most of the time, I guess, prioritize my own farm pattern uh, over my carries.
2: As as we learned in the Clink game, where after I dropped two, <laughs> two Divine Rapiers, I spawn tp to the t- top t2 to go farm my ancients walk up they spawn and what does my mid mars come and do like comes and slaps the creeps while he is literally 10k net worth ahead of me and i just lost <laughs> 12,000 net worth he's All just right. farming on top of me. <laughs> that's and it's and, and i'm not actually upset at you arian but sometimes you think in like a very like Aryan centered Dota universe where it's like I am quap on top of the world with like twenty kills and like nothing can stop me and it's like, well you have teammates and they need to like succeed and like be with you because you can't do it alone in a five V five game.
0: True. Counterpoint Sam. Because you dropped twelve K net worth in an instant, don't you think that maybe that automatically lowers your farm priority because you're kind of a support instantly? <laughs>
2: No, I think that you need to like have me recover because Klinks doesn't do anything without <laughs> items. <laughs> like I just needed, I only, I only needed like a Crystallist to like really like feel impactful in the game again. But I did need that Crystallist or else I was that's hitting that's for like a hundred damage.
0: However, I'm glad we established before the port that the call that ended in you feeding those two rapier was actually not mine.
2: Well, uh, uh okay you made the call you just made it later than was required for me to feed yeah yeah
0: but you tried to but you pin were ready. The oh you tried to pin the rapier feeding on me even but, though it had nothing to do with the call
2: so instead you called for me to die their fountain while I was feeding the rapiers, which is exactly so marginally was just better. You,
0: but <laughs> I, I didn't give you know the initial spark for you to feed those two rapiers. Is what I'm saying. Arian but didn't light the fire. Lobby, it was exactly. always burning. Everybody the in the study agreed with you that it was my call to feed those rapiers, which we just established by watching back the stream that it was not my fault in any way. I just want to get that. Out there. It was your call, like but not your mash, fault.
1: But he did fan the fl- fan the flames. Yes. i guess I, yeah i
0: can live with that he jumped in afterwards too <laughs> <laughs> uh, any more dota feelings you want to talk about or uh, no I n- about
1: not one? until we talk about the charity match itself
0: okay yeah. so my week it was pretty mellow i haven't been playing too much dota uh, a decent amount to do with uni right now uh so i was grinding platinum tier on pagna but then I did all my three challenges and now I need to wait like six days before I can get new challenges. And I don't want to like, I don't want to grind through the like 20 games I need to get platinum Dion Pagna. So I've doing, been doing that a bit. And then I've been also playing a bit of safe lane, especially A.M. So A.M.'s new chart is actually really nice. I like how Icefrog kind of developed the hero through the past three patches. Because before you had these really good bling talents, which really speed up your farm because you get blink range and then at level 20 you used to get a minus two second blink cooldown and it felt a bit bad taking these talents because you know you go they are going to make you farm much faster but they were also pretty nice like uh mana fighting talents opposing those so you are losing a bit of your you know team fight potential i guess by taking these blink talents now you just have the shard that gives you basically what the level 10 and the level 15 and 20 talent used to give you. So the new shard gives you 300 blink range and reduces the cooldown by two. So now I can just take the fighting talents and then spend 1.4K gold, which let's be real, gold is not really an issue for AM most of the time. And I can have the best of both worlds. So I've been really enjoying, you know, the new upgraded AM, so to say. Uh, And I used to be a pretty AM, pretty bad AM player, but apparently in my last 20 AM matches, I only lost two, which, Dang. I think uh, my Dang. AM development
1: has been that's, pretty good. That's those are really good stats. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, been. I'll say I I was in most of those games. I wasn't like maybe I just got lucky, but my team was already doing pretty well in those lanes. But I did a decent amount. There were a couple like really nice KDAs, like thirteen and all, and stuff in there. Uh, yeah,
2: I yeah. feel like AM shard is kind of similar to Faceless Void shard in that it's like purely yeah, it's very for the mobility similar. and it like it just makes the ability into something totally different like worlds apart and i i, I think a lot of carries are worth they're willing to spend the cash to like change their game that that much
0: exactly i think it's very good like there was a reason i was prioritizing those old like 15 and 20 talents that enhanced blink over really good fighting talents and now just being able to get those with heart, as i said it's really really good um Cool, the last game I wanted to get into was the one hour and 16 minute Lifestealer game, which was kind of crazy looking back at it. It started out with a uh, probably top three plays I've ever seen in my pub. So it was me and Sam, you, uh, mm-hmm. playing a Chen Lifestealer game. And the enemy team, they had a like level 25 X or something like that, yeah, like if I remember correctly.
2: I think he's going for Grandmaster.
0: Yeah, and Sam, he had one of those, like, really tiny neutral creeps. And the Axe, he was where the old t- Secret trap used to be. Uh, his Rubik just died, and I started going on him. Sam, with this tiny neutral creeps, the entire way from where the Secret trap used to be to the enemy Tier 1 tower, he just blocks him with the neutral creep, and we end up getting the kill because of that. Wow. Right, that was Almost insane play. <laughs> Sam was, like, laughing maniacally during that, which I also <laughs> found very funny. Because it was such a hysterical moment.
2: Yeah, I don't think you realized quite, like, right away what was happening. Because the creep's kind of tiny. And mm-hmm. then it, at some point, the axe started all chatting and, like, begging oh, for yeah. his life. It was a very
0: thing. funny situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, please, no, no.
2: I do uh, have to ruin your uh, your fun, maybe. I don't think that the, any of the creep model sizes um, actually change their ability to. yeah yeah i know that but i still found it
0: funny that you did it with like literally the (laughs) smallest neutral creep you could (laughs) get hill troll i know yeah exactly i know the hitboxes are like all the same size Mm. no matter what though um yeah yeah, that game ended up going very long though that wasn't like the game winning place for us i actually bought a rapier in that game as a lifestealer um they had a troll warlord which really burned through me because i think late game lifestealer can't really fight that hero um but, you know, we pulled it through in the end. Ursinity Tinker having a big part in that, you know, the cancer player playing He's, his Tinker. I won <laughs> nice. MVP for this match. Do you
2: think it was just because of that play? <laughs> like, do you think Dota Plus recognized that or is there some other weird Probably. thing going
0: on? <laughs> I mean, because of that play, you should have gotten MVP in like the next four matches, in my opinion. That was like one of the most insane things I've ever seen.
2: Well, I'm glad I got to to amaze you.
0: All right, uh, before we go to the next segment, let's do the charity match now because that was also yes. fun. Before we get into the actual games, though, how about we examine the drafting phase because uh, I think there's a bit of content in there.
2: Let's do drafting, and before that even, I want to talk about the conditions and like, the things that people True, said. yeah,
0: that's a good point. Some people may not be aware. Yeah.
2: So the conditions for pledges were $5 for each Dagon purchased... A dollar for each hero glimpse deck to the fountain. Ten dollars for every rampage. One dollar for every d ward of an obs. Um, Three dollars for each positive trash talk. Um, for example, killing a two k then complimenting his strong fashion sense. Thank you. <laughs> um, Five dollars for every kill on techies, nature's prophet, tinker, or arc warden. Five dollars for each random pick in draft, which in captain's mode you have to drain out the time. Um, Ten dollars for each Aegis steal. Ten dollars for each Manta dodge. Twenty dollars for each zero kill twos- twelve plus death hero on winning team, and a hundred dollars if someone. Uh, oh, sorry, there are a few more that were added uh, after the fact. But a hundred dollars if someone drops a spray at the enemy mm-hmm. fountain, and one dollar for every hero meteor hammered, and five dollars for every allied hero denied not to neutrals.
0: Yeah. And. There was also somebody giving one pence, which is the British currency, I believe, for every CS.
2: For you specifically, I thought?
0: I'm not sure if it was me specifically or everybody. Mm.
1: And then the other ones not on that list are... High fives, right? um, Yeah, yeah, high high fives between between enemy heroes. It was 50 cents, I believe, per high five. And then finally... uh, ten dollars i think for every rapier purchase oh, no, it was five it
2: was or, okay. five for five for each captive 50 yeah
0: got it okay yeah those were the modifiers uh let's get into the draft phase first so i was going into this match wanting to draft mid mouse which they ended up banning i believe
2: i don't remember um, if they banned it or if we just didn't like it yeah,
0: and the drafting phase got very heated because people really wanted me to not last pick that, but I really wanted to last pick it.
2: People being me and <laughs> him yeah, already having think, seen his lane. But
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean we didn't know the lane. I ended up laning against the Bane. Uh so in the end we decided to random my pick and I got Phoenix mid, which I actually was pretty happy with. I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. you' are gonna have a the random. Phoenix worked pretty well.
0: Yeah, then we drafted Monkey King for Sam, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's a good hero with first item Rapier. Then Charlene, you were on Luna.
1: Yeah, uh, I did my Luna. Jim
0: was on... Elder Titan. Elder Titan, which I think he had a lot of fun with. And then Hoodwink on Two Flakes, which he owned with. Yeah. Cool. Uh, now we can get into the game. So from my perspective, you know, I was laying against the clear, uh, Bane, which... I felt like it was going to be worse than it is. He didn't really use his sleep on me as much, so I kind of just got to farm my Midas Rush. uh, And then I built that into a Radiance Shiva's Octarine Axe. And I was lucky enough to drop a Spell Prism, so you know. I wasn't like really killing heroes, I was mostly just AFK farming it away. Um, But I had fun AFK farming with Midas Radiance, obviously and my team fight contributions i think were pretty decent you know i had some pretty pretty good eggs Uh, also enabled by the fact that hey they had like one hero that was good at hitting egg and the rest was really really bad at hitting egg
2: Mm. charlene do you want to talk about your uh your refresher build that i was (laughs) so hyped for
1: yeah um so i i was able to basically split the role of three with our hoodwink because we just play completely separate play styles like a hoodwink um after laning phase just goes off and hangs out in the side trees and is annoying whereas luna goes off in jungles so we were both able to get up on on farm um the things i wanted to shout out to though were the i I I can't remember. Drum Pounder, I think, is the name of the Ursa. And then I yeah. think it was Dave the Conqueror on Disruptor. They had a really great laning phase. Like, I think we should have been able to better bully out the Ursa between like two ranged heroes and me with my um, Lunar Blessing and everything. But uh, they, like, the Disruptor was just getting constant pulls off on the side. And it was just like a really strong laning phase from them. So shout out to them, um, but then unfortunately we we were able to get the most out of the map just by nature of like farming in the jungle and stuff. And I was able to go for my aganums into getting a refresher pretty close to my hitting twenty five, which is a oh, huge power spike. Yeah, just the dream because aganums already with the twenty five makes for. second stun on the eclipse, lucent beams that come down. And then if I just refresh on top of that, it's just ridiculous. Uh, So I had a lot of fun with that.
0: Cool. Uh, Sam, what about your (laughs) optimization? You built some pretty nice items, huh?
2: So I went phase boots, Wraith band, perseverance.
0: I think, sorry to interject, but I think that perseverance was very smart. After the fact, I was like, "Why is he building that randomly?" But it made a lot of sense because we were using your E so much to farm.
2: Yeah, I think the I was listening to Juve and Todd, Toddka, um, cast <laughs> I it cast it, it back. As well. <laughs> yeah, cast it back, and they were like, "Oh, and Monkey King's going for the Battle Fury, and well, Ursa and Monkey King are kind of close in this Battle Fury timing. What's it gonna be like?" And I, I remember vividly being in the game, and I and I had the perseverance, and I was like. Mm-hmm what item is Ursa going for? And somebody, like, shouted out, oh, he's going for Battle Fury. And I was like, all right, game over. I Like, as soon as I get this Divine Rapier, I run at him. What does he do? He's an Ursa with a Battle Fury. Like, how does he fight? You know what I mean? If he had a defusal or something, maybe he could, like, trap me down and kill me. But no, I, I just... The Perseverance is, like, super sick because you have to max W, I think, on Monkey King to farm these days, unless you're, like, crushing your lane and playing exclusively in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I farmed so quickly. Like I feel like I hit that divine rapier. I you define the exact timing. Um, uh,
0: was... Twenty two minutes.
2: Twenty two minutes. Okay, that's not that bad. I with getting the perseverance, I, I feel good about that. because with the yeah, perseverance timing. Yeah, yeah. I was on the map, I think, exclusively. I don't think I ever had to go back to base with that perseverance and like I think it maybe I had like an ocean heart or some like little region item. And it felt very, very nice. And then I got a second rapier at 40 minutes after, like, maybe, maybe not dropping the rapier at one point um, and picking it back up. Um, I didn't realize that Ursa bought their own rapier and dropped it, like, towards the end of the game. And then we didn't pick it up at all. It was just in a lane behind a tree.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I saw that on lane. the replay. Yeah, there were, then there were three rapiers in that game, right? Because you bought one that you fed. Four. Oh, another uh, one? Digital
1: Neck had gotten a rapier too on his witch doctor. Oh, that's a lot of rapiers. Yeah,
0: Yeah. we mm-hmm. should mention that you were nice because we were, we wanted, you didn't want to end that game too quickly, right? Um, so you actually fed the game uh, fed the rapier on purpose in their base, which I thought was a really nice donation, you know, in the spirit of charity.
2: Yeah, we went and took Roche and then I just jumped over into the trees, laid, laid a nice spray down, set up my ultimate in the fountain and had like a nice cup of tea.
0: <laughs> oh, something I forgot to mention that I got to do is I got to plant the spray in front of the fountain, which anybody could have done. But for maximum efficiency, I let Digital Nick kill me after I put the spray in front of the fountain. So instead of one hundred dollars, <laughs> I got one hundred five dollars for the Bluebellwood Children's Hospital. I was I wondering why one, you right? were
2: doing that. I thought Gary you were just trying it's to all like about the Efficiency.
0: Them. No, no, yeah, it was for the efficiency. Five dollars extra, dude.
2: I, I genuinely thought that you were just making them TP back to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, what BM? I would be so angry, honestly, if I had to blow a TP to like kill someone in my fountain at like 20 minutes. like, oh my god. <laughs> cool. But that's because um, that's I'm a bad player.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, second game, let me look up the draft here. I was playing Queen of Pain. Uh, we got Tusk on two flakes, which he just popped off. One, my yeah. God. Uh, Jim Enchantress, Sam, position one, Chen, <laughs> yeah. and Charlene Enigma. Shout out to Charlene Enigma. You oh, had a lot my of black God. holes,
1: dude. I choked <laughs> at least two <laughs> times, maybe three times.
0: I think it was three times. I I,
1: I self canceled black hole at least twice. <laughs>
0: it, it was really funny. <laughs> if it makes
1: it
2: any better? Um, like, like it was. It, not that it was like. Funny <laughs> to laugh at, but, like, laugh with you, I feel like. Like, we yeah. were just like, oh, come on. Really? Really? It's like at times where, we like, you casted the black hole, had line in the black hole, and got hexed.
1: I canceled it that myself, and then he hexed me oh. because I canceled it. Yeah, no, it was it was my like I just I got excited that I landed a black Mm. hole and then I would like press another button and cancel my black hole.
0: It's an exciting ability to land. It's understandable, (laughs) shouldn't
2: yeah. Yeah, I can't say anything. I do that literally all the time. I kill myself with because I'm like mismicroing on Chen and Lichen and stuff all the time because I'm bad at pressing buttons. Mm
0: -hmm. Talk about your Chen build, Sam.
2: (sighs) Um. The Chen build, I think, is something I've actually talked about on the podcast before. But I just go Falcon Blade for like the the stats are all good on him. Uh, phase boots so that way you don't get like griefed by your own creeps if you're like bad at micro. I went AGs this game because I felt like like I would just die to Lion Tiny Faceless Void if I didn't have some like ancient creeps to back me up. And then I just went for two Divine Rapiers because. um... Yeah, I don't know. That was the Because Chen game. is a
1: great divine rapier carrier. Because
2: Chen is a great exactly. divine rapier carrier. That's right. <laughs> and boy, did I have a fun time. I don't think I died in this game after a certain point. Like it was, I think I lived for like, thir- like 20, 30 minutes and just got to like run around with a bunch of ancient creeps, which is my favorite thing to do in this entire game. And I'm so glad that I get to do it like at least a few times a week now.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, so about my game. Uh, I want to put myself uh, on trial here to be judged by you guys. Oh, so okay. first game, I mean, we know, first of all, to, like, establish it. We know that the team we're playing uh, were considerably lower MMR, So we, like, memed a lot. Um, and we also knew that it was, like, for charity. So game one, I had three kills. I was, like, basically playing my own game, completely ignoring the enemy team. Uh, and we random that pick, obviously. Game two, I was like, okay, I want to play a hero that I actually can play and, like, have a bit of more fun with. So I picked Quop, and I went 17 and 1. And I feel like I was stomping too hard, like, running it back. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I, I felt a bit unethical doing that. So I wanted to get your perspective on the situation.
1: So until us doing our show notes and Sam saying, like, oh, but Arian, you should clarify that you were doing it for GPM. I I did think you were stomping kind of hard because I thought you were just going full try hard Aryan mode of like, I got a farm, get up these items, and then and then your kill score, right? You Went seventeen and one.
0: Yeah. However, to clarify that, I was like completely equal with two slaves I had like ten kills up until minute thirty when we like pushed the island <laughs> and everybody got like five kills. Yeah. On top of that, because they bought back. And, yeah, because I knew somebody was uh, donating money per CS, I just made my goal to, like, get as many CS as I could, and I got 520 CS in a 40-minute game. Nice. Yeah, because I went farming. That farm was pretty gold.
2: impressive, honestly. But I think... Yeah, crop farm
0: so fast with, like, cooldown reduction.
2: I think part of the reason that this kill score is, like, really all over the place is when you look at our heroes, you are the only finisher on our team. Like, I... Even with Divine Rapiers, was not actually like getting the kill, oftentimes. Like, I have 21 assists as the position one. Um, we have an Enigma who, like, doesn't actually kill heroes, just, like, controls them. We have a Tusk yeah, who's that's just true. kicking back heroes. And he got a lot of kills because he was able to solo kill people at, at some point. But I think, like, you were the finisher, and that's why this, like, stat I mean, line looks really bloated. Because you have five assists. True.
0: Yeah, hero damage-wise, I'm looking oh. at it right here. I was completely in line with my other calls. Like, each yeah. of us had 30k hero damage, pretty yeah. much. Okay, thank you for soothing my soul, I guess.
2: <laughs> no problem. Anytime you want to, you you did it for the innocent. kids. <laughs> for the kids. the kids.
0: Do we have a final uh thing about how much I, we raised for the kids? Yeah, 419 pounds, you, right?
1: Yeah, he said it was like four something
0: uh, pounds, so, which is I think it, a good amount. Yeah, four hundred nineteen pounds. That's pretty good.
2: I think it, the the 419 is actually including last year's mark. This one I I Ooh, got a okay. separate total is like. It Like, when Digital Nick adds his donation, it'll be 320. And right now it's that's like still 280, people. 270-something pounds. It Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's
0: twice the amount as last year, where we didn't participate last year, but true.
2: Yeah, I think the show match was actually a really, like, fun and exciting way to do it. And I feel like anybody who was watching that definitely feels like they, like, got their money's worth, even though it's for charity, you know?
0: Yeah, like, Rek was very excited about us buying rapiers and stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we made Greg happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, all right, yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, playing the show match. I'm sure maybe we'll do it against next year, uh, if this gets organized again by the Digital Nick. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. News?
1: Yeah, sure. news.
0: There's a lot to get into, Mike Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> to read the future, I need a All right, getting into the news, we obviously have a major going on right now, which is probably going to be our entire news section. Um, Let's run it back because uh, since we last recorded, we had the wildcard stage being finished and we are in the process, like literally right now, the last game of the group stages is being played, which is a tiebreaker between Team Liquid and Team Spirit for elimination from the group stage. Uh, So yeah, whoever loses that won't make it to the playoffs first of all i want to pat me and jim on the back i think our predictions from last week were pretty damn good like we said that the two chinese teams or team Nigma, like one of them plus team Nigma, is going to make it out of groups uh, out of wildcard and that's exactly what's going to happen uh i think jim was probably actually overrating team secret a bit he was talking them up a lot and they didn't end up looking that great but so far how have you guys been you know enjoying the matchup i found it very enjoyable the major because there's been so many one ones like it's actually i feel like i've never seen a major before where teams even like uh on paper teams that should like where one should stomp the other have been this evenly matched in a lot of matchups yeah, yeah
2: the game the games have been really competitive but to be honest a lot of these like the teams in the wild card, I was actually, I think, more familiar with and maybe a little bit more excited for than the group stage. The group stage has kind of been, like, good Dota, but not particularly um, exciting, like, because of the teams, I think. PSG-LGD is, like, a standout, where I think every time I watch them, I have, like, a like I get really giddy, honestly. They're, like, really exciting and really cool, um, but... None of the other teams sparked joy, as I might have hoped. Like, Team yeah, Spirit, I, mean, I was really excited for, and they bombed out and kind of
0: not Yeah, done. they are f- playing for elimination right now against Team Liquid. Um, who it I also mean, did awful. I guess that could also be because uh, the wildcard format, it's like two teams make it, four teams don't make it. So the group stage is lower stakes because out of eight teams participating, only two teams get eliminated instead of, like, two-thirds.
2: Yeah, it felt like some teams were kind of like got to this point and like laid over and gave up. Like Team like
0: Gaming, for example.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, They've been cruising after like blowing through teams in the wild
0: card, it feels exactly. like. Exactly. Wishy Gaming looked really good in the wild card, but then in this group stage, uh, they played against Team Nigma, which I think also shows the growth uh, of Team Nigma. Because let me see here in the wild card, I believe Nigma got too old by Vichy, right? Uh,.
1: I Think that's what she told me, because initially you're like oh, sure.
0: They won I mean, they they oh, one okay. Vichy gaming in the group stage, but then uh, in the Wild Cut stage. But then in the Wild Cut stage, this was the like the two fastest match of the major were just Nigma absolutely stomping Vichy gaming. So first match in the group stage, Nigma against Vichy, sixteen minutes. It was over in sixteen minutes. And then the second game, it was over in twenty-three minutes, while Nigma had a Spectre lineup.
1: Wow. Yeah, I found that very impressive because <laughs> Vichy Gaming, they
0: didn't look a team that like anybody can just walk over and Nickma just completely walked over them. Yeah.
2: This has been like a more tempered, like down to earth EG as well. Like they've been picking some really weird things, they've been going away from I think what like Ar- Art and you know the rest of like evil geniuses are known for. Um, And it's been, like, really mixed results. They've won one after looking kind of dominant in the last last major. But they also just got seeded into playoffs, and this time it's Quincy Crew in
0: that slot. True, true. Um, Yeah, I I had pretty high hopes for AG after they 2-0 TNC in the, like, first match of the group stage. But after that, it's been... A bit more of a mixed bag, I'll say. Yeah, uh, yeah as we established, obviously, Team Nigma looking super good. Uh, I feel like they grew a lot, especially in that raft uh, from the wildcard to the group stage. And then PSG LGD probably looking like the best team even before Nigma uh, in this group stage. Like PSG yeah. LGD have been pretty much stomping everybody except Nigma and Vichy Gaming.
2: Uh, can I ask both of you who you're, like, rooting for and rooting against going into these playoffs? Assuming, like, we'll leave Liquid and Spirit off the table since they're tie-breaking right now.
0: In the playoffs, I'm rooting for Aster, Quincy Crew, but first and foremost, Nigma, obviously. Because, you know, they're my boys. Kuro, a German uh, position 5 player from Berlin. Uh, and he's also half Persian. Uh, I gotta root for him. Yes. I didn't know
2: you were a Big Nigma
0: fan actually. I mean, yeah, uh, Kuro is a he's German a, guy. You're a Kuro fan
1: or would you say you're a Nigma yeah, fan or a Kuro fan?
0: I'm mostly a Kuro fan. I think that's mm. fair. I also like iGtw though, but I'm not like mm. a huge like Miracle fanboy or something like that. Mm-hmm. I
2: see. I like Kuro. He plays Chen, you know. True yeah. <laughs> true.
0: Also dominating uh. on Enchantress right now. Like he's been popping off with, it, with that here. like having godlike streaks as a position 5
1: yeah and who Charlene. are who are all in the playoffs i i've just S- been watching dota i've been happy mm-hmm. to like wake up roll over and be able to turn on dota but i haven't been paying attention to like what the actual bracket is or who's in or out so- sure Sorry, oh,
2: i'll go bring them off real quick yeah so the teams that seeded directly into the playoffs are alliance aster t1 virtus pro quincy crew noping esports and then f- coming from the group stage we have psg lgd team nigma vici gaming evil geniuses tnc predator and then e- one of either team liquid or team spirit
0: mm-hmm. yeah right now in the game uh, team liquid are 4k up so it may be team liquid but we'll see it's not over okay. yet um, um... so yeah out of those teams from the group stage psg LGD and team nigma are going to be in the upper bracket with the teams that are directly seeded from winning their regional leagues and then the rest from the group stage is going to be in the lower bracket.
1: Okay, uh, just based on like some games I recently been watching, I am a fan of ILTW slash Nigma just because they play draft Luna and True. Luna is Bay right now. But everyone does like a very standard carry Luna build. I've never seen an AGS like magic damage Luna.
0: Yeah, which I would feel be like- interesting. In the last major, we saw some support Luna, but it feels mm-hmm. like people are switching down, switching back to carry Luna, um, yeah. which I think that came from China, right? Because in EU people have been, like, trashing Luna and saying it's a really bad hero in yeah. the EU regional league.
2: It was kind of popular in North America when 729 dropped, but I think that the difference between last major and this major is just the shard
0: changes.
2: I'm pretty sure happened True. over yeah. that time. So mm-hmm. Luna's not really viable as support anymore. Like, in, like, At least in a competitive sense. Um, Yeah. Pub sense, I think. You can do whatever.
0: Yeah, and the like five-man around second roach. Like, right now in the pro meta, second roach is the most important thing in the game, because it enables you, like, your heroes are going to be strong enough to push high ground, which they're probably not going to be when the first roach dies. And the shard you get from it is also very strong, obviously. It just gives you so much. Uh, and Luna is very uh, inducive to that kind of playstyle because her aura just enables five manning so well. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anybody you are rooting against, Charlene?
1: Rooting against? Um, I mean, when you were reading off the like direct invites, there were a few that I just don't. I'm not familiar with like T1. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that team at all. They're... So, I wouldn't say I'm rooting against them, but. Teams that I don't know, it's hard for me to care about. Um, T1,
2: I think, is a is like a mishmash of old C- uh, C- SEA teams. And I don't know if they're like under a new organization or if this is just like a stack uh, so or what.
0: T1 is a very prestigious organization. They won like three consecutive League of Legends Worlds title, which is like their TI, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But that was like two or three years ago and they're branching out into Dota. And I think they had a Dota squad for... I want to say two years, something around that time frame. So who's on the team?
2: 23 uh, Savage, Carl, Cuckoo, Zephyr, and Whitemon. Coached by March. Okay. Oh, March is a
0: very very good coach. He used yeah, to coach TNC when they won, uh, won ESL1 Hamburg, I believe.
2: Honestly, this team looks pretty good. I'm, I, I, I was not excited going into a couple of like TNC Predator and Execration games, but they they're pretty hype. Like SEA has its own meta going on, and I was listening to the casters talk about it, and apparently there's like some different like SEA meta with neutral item management, and like a lot of oh. SEA carries and mids are like holding a lot of neutral items and like swapping them in and out of their inventory constantly. Like uh, I I forget who it was, but there was an SEA player that was playing DK and was I think it was on I think it was from TNC that was swapping in a. Um, the cooldown reduction items that you get as a neutral just for the mm. ultimate, and then swapping them out for oh, like a goodness. damage item, and then like going in Efficiency. and going ham. I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It,
0: they're exciting. I've, mostly I've just seen people do that with Philosopher's Stone. I was just going to say philosophy. the most
1: i see is like Philosopher's Stone Shovel, but doing it for like, I can imagine maybe Fairy Trinket on the extra 5%, whatever it is. Yeah, that could make sense.
0: Do you think we're going to see in the next patch, like, a, I don't know, 10 second swap and cooldown for neutral items? Because when people, like when neutrals didn't have a dedicated slot and you could just use as many as you want, we had like every neutral possible on the carry and nobody got any. Do you think this is going to get adjusted well or do you think this is within like the realm that's acceptable for IceFrog and like metagaming the new feature?
1: I mean, um, do you still have the six second moving out of backpack?
0: Cooldown. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel like
1: that's reasonable because there's enough foresight needed if you're doing it for, on six seconds. Yeah, that's I think true. F- that it's not abused.
0: And there's only since the removal of side shop, there's only one like shop out of the map where you can go right. to, to nullify that cooldown. Yeah, but yeah. I I've seen I've seen people do that a fair amount as well. Actually, like carries when they farm the ancient and they like want to swap the item, they just like run to the secret shop really quick to not have to deal with the cooldown.
2: Um, yeah. I think personally, I'm looking forward to seeing whether Quincy Crew can like be a true T1 team, and I think I'm excited for this new or like, relatively young Fortis for Pro stack because um, there's no CIS teams that are doing well like, recently.
0: They bombed Sonic
2: major, though. True. true. I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, maybe the region is weak. I mean, Team Spirit does not look all that great, and they were really strong in the DPC. AS Monaco Gambit like fell apart like a week before the the tournament which I think is wild that no mm. one and I forget who else um but they just left the team like 2 days before the major <laughs> um and then like all like I feel like some of the teams that I wanted to make it like team team unique they didn't make it I don't know this this region is really weird and maybe it's just cuz they need more slots but uh, probably maybe probably not
0: Yeah, before I get to my EU predictions, I want to ask you guys, do you think NoPing esports will do well? Because people were hyping SA Dota after the last major, but Beast Coast, they've been looking mediocre at best, I'll say. Uh, So this is like, now leads us to the question, like, do you think this is a regional thing or do you think it's just Beast Coast not being that good?
1: That's such a hard Mm. question. Um... It is.
0: That's why I'm not (laughs) answering it. (laughs)
1: The only thing I kind of want to say towards that, it's a non-answer, but the only thing I want to say towards that is that I think areas like SEA and CIS and like South American DOTA, I think because they're not in the limelight for having like organizations and often not having the funding, I think it makes for more innovative DOTA. Like I think those are the areas sometimes that you get more like crazy drafts or just things that are unexpected. That's definitely So true. I feel like, yeah, like that's my commentary, but I have no idea what to expect or not I, to expect out of no
0: That's sort like, that's very good intuition from you. Because for example, what people were blaming uh, on that EU kind of was very disappointing in the last major is that everybody was hyping EU up as the mm-hmm. best region, because especially in the West, there was like, everybody was just looking at EU, that EU players, they just thought, yeah, we're playing the best Dota in the world right now and they didn't adapt in the majors so everybody just clapped them mm-hmm.
2: i think oh. i think i have a, a prediction for no ping Ooh. i okay. think that i think that there's a good chance no ping is the team that ropes one of these like top chinese teams out of the upper bracket like i think that they like there's a world in which they get slotted against Vichy or uh against psg or something and mm-hmm. like just take them by surprise in a game one and like clean sweep a series or you know take like take out an embattled game three um yeah and, like, especially a for
1: a yeah especially for a team like no ping that um haven't been playing many games because i think where china excels is that they they're very calculated players i think like they might do something
0: yeah, very disciplined
1: innovative, level. or like yeah, but they're very disciplined. Mm. And for a team that doesn't, that just doesn't have like a lot of replays for like, you to study, um, a I can see a the yeah. <laughs> a team without a coach. Yeah, team without a coach. Yeah, <laughs> the opportunity for goes
0: if there's one know. Chinese team that that's going to happen to, I don't think it's going to be PSG-LGD. I think, it, if any, it's going to be Vichy Gaming because I think their mental state is a bit bad right now because people were, like, uh, hyping them up as a potential major winner, uh, and they've been looking mediocre uh, in this group stage. And they, like, I think this clap by Enigma, like, losing in, like, what, 40 minutes aggregate in two matches... Uh, that's got to hurt. That's got to sting. Um, Aster yeah. is
1: another Chinese team, right?
0: Yeah. Aster oh yeah, true. It could be Aster. Apparently, they've been stomping everybody. Like, they've looking, they've been looking way better than even PSG, LGD or Vichy Gaming uh, mm-hmm. in these group stages, uh, in their own regional league. So people are very excited, apparently, to see Aster yeah. play. Uh, my EU prediction last week, I said that I think uh, Team Liquid is a mediocre team. within Pro obviously, and Sumeya won't carry them. I feel kind of vindicated because they're battling for elimination right now in that. And my next EU prediction is Alliance, they're gonna disappoint heavily. Uh, I think they have good players individually, but if I think if any team ever like cheesed a win in a regional league, it was Alliance. They got first place in the EU regional league, EU regional league by just drafting DK in every third game, plus like two tanky calls, and right. they literally did the same strat. And people, uh, people in EU couldn't handle it. I don't think uh, teams at the international stage, and for example, even an EU team that has now this international experience after the major, is going to have the same problem dealing with this like really one-dimensional strat. And I've not seen Alliance win with anything else beside that strat. Yeah, mm.
2: I mean, there's something maybe to their one dimensionality but i think that like heroes like dk and strength based like lineups have been actually like a really big feature of this major like that's how team enigma came out of the wild card and like won their tiebreaker to make it to group stage was they ran like some dk in like a weird and as a three in like a really weird draft i think tnc has been running dk and weird drafts like a lot of CIS teams were running, like, carry DK and stuff, and like, Snapfire is a huge support right now. Um, I think it's not that crazy to wind yeah, up I with, mean, like, big BD D-
0: teams. I agree that DK is very heavily contested, but the teams that are drafting DK, they'll pick DK in a good game. And mm-hmm. I think Alliance they really rely heavily on DK to, like, carry them through every match. And people are just going to ban it against them because it's a heavily contested ban and limp is a really good DK. And then I feel like they won't have a strat. At least that's my opinion. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Before anything else on this pro situation, uh, before we get into the situation, uh, that's probably going to be the last segment about this major <laughs> discussion. No, not
1: that I can no? think of. Okay.
0: Yeah, so yeah. the situation... Uh, people may already know what I'm talking about. It happened in the wildcard matches. So it was the last day. Team Nigma they were battling against, like they were in contention along with Invictus Gaming for getting the last slot out of the wildcards into the group stages. So a really important match for Team Nigma was their match against Team Secret who are already confirmed out. They win the first game. Then in the second game, they're even with the, like at 20 minutes, they're even with a Spectre lineup, which according to like statistic, that's like an 80% win chance. And I've seen a lot of people who know their stuff about Dota say that they think it was, a even though the net worth was even, it was a 80-20 win towards Nigma. And I know a lot can happen in these games, but like just statistically, and especially considering Team Nigma's momentum, I would pretty confidently say they had that game. At 20 minutes, the Dota 2 server crashes and the whole major broadcast is like held up for probably an hour, I want to say. And they're just trying to figure out what to do now. Replay, uh, play their con, like they're asking Valve what to do. <laughs> Apparently, Team Secret offered to remake the game entirely with new drafts. And Valve says, no, you need to replay this match with the same draft and you need to buy same starting items, but the rest is free game. For, in my opinion, this created a super unfair situation for Team Nigma because Team Secret's draft was way better than Team Nigma's, And the only reason why they were even in that game is they out-executed Team Secret and Team Secret made some dumb item choices. For example, mm-hmm. their DK was getting hood first against not a lot of magic damage. And then in the second game, Team Nigma they have to play it with the same unfavorable draft but Team Secret were just able to fix all their execution mistakes. Like uh, the DK, for example, he went first item Blink instead of Hood, and then just into a BKB. Never even bought the Hood at any point. Puppy, for example, went a completely different Squeal build, and I know Team Nigma they also built different items. But I gotta Im- imagine they're already pretty tilted from like that server crash and the whole situation. Team Nigma, uh, Team Secret stomp over them, force Team Nigma into a tiebreaker. But they Team Nigma luckily wins it, obviously. Uh, but I think just this whole situation was super unfair mm. against Team Nigma. And there's been some differing opinions against this uh, for this. I would say like either make a new draft or mandate the same items throughout the board. Yeah, that's my opinion on that. Like, I'm not sure if you have a different opinion on this.
1: That's hard. That's so hard. Because they took away that uh <laughs> replay whatever thing that they had back in
0: Yeah, like 7. yeah. you can't 0, just right? like jump like... into it anymore. Exactly. Replay yeah. TakeOver.
2: Yeah, so I think um... that my, my gut wants to say remake with a different draft. But you have to imagine a scenario in which, like, for example, you get last pick cheesed or just beaten on the last pick, and then you get to go into the next game with knowledge that they are willing to play this hero, that this is their, like, result of your draft, and you get just get to ban it out. Like, it's, you know what I mean? You can understand how that's anti-fun and, like, right. anti-competition in a way as well. And at least in this way, like, you are, like, kind of locked into those choices you made, I guess. And that's there's only a... There's only a certain, I guess, obviously because we're not bringing it back like at the same game time. There's only so many things we can control for, and I think that in this situation, every, whatever you do is gonna suck. It's like when games get rained out or stormed out; like nobody wants to go play it on another day. But sometimes you have yeah. to, and and this is just like I think a, like bad luck. Yeah, it's like I a mean, very uh, short stall to draw.
0: My point here is that you're looking... like. Each team had an advantage here. Team Secret's advantage was clearly the draft because they had like Ursa against Spectre and a lot of really good matchups, And they had like a lot of disable against Puck, for example. So Team Secret's strength was the draft. Nygma's Mm -hmm. strength was Team Secret's bad itemization and Nygma's execution, which is hard to replicate in two games because Team Secret are gonna be ready for the move. So the way they went with, they're basically picking what makes Secret strong and saying, you have to do this again in this match. But then every weakness of secret, they're free to correct, basically. But and on the flip
1: side, oh. if if uh, Nigma had happened to have the stronger draft, and like if it was flipped around, I feel like you wouldn't be making the same argument. Like uh, after really, really thinking about it more, I actually think I agree with Valve's decision. I think maybe the only spot that they could have like been a little bit firmer on was. Not only starting items, but like level one ranking, uh, like skill build. I wouldn't even say level. I don't. I wouldn't even say like rank two is um, necessary because at that point, like per game, it depends on like laning
0: and stuff and other things. I think I'm not that much of a Nigma fanboy that I would be making the counterpoint if it, if the situation was reversed, actually. Uh, I think they should just remake entirely. Um, because think about it. If Nigma loses that tiebreaker, then arguably just because of that server crash, which was entirely out of his hands, the whole tournament completely changes and kind of gets diverted from the, I'll say, like, natural cost that it would take. Because look at what Team Nigma is doing in this group stage. They undoubtedly, like, deserve to get that slot. And they almost got cost, but like, got cost that slot by an mm-hmm. unlucky server crash. And then, uh, in my opinion, really, really bad decision from Valve to how to handle the remake.
2: I mean, I think that the argument, like, borderline, Charl- I mean, I don't want to group Charlene's argument into mine necessarily without, you know. Um, but I think... Uh, like, you could argue that Nigma would have an advantage if they remade those drafts because they know what Secret drafted already, and they know how Secret played it already. But
0: Secret like, knows what Nigma drafted.
2: That's true, but, but like, n- but like, just because Nigma it also like, know uh, a Secret drafted, yeah, like it, it doesn't. If anything, it might make it like more like uh, unfair. In a way, like you just like you you have just like unleashed all of this information, all of these drafts to every team in the major tournament. Like you might as well like uh, not like uh, not handicap like your team's going forward in the major by like for like like forcing them to reveal even more information in a way like it. it I don't know. It feels a little bit. A little bit weird to remake drafts, I think. After you've already seen a draft,
0: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, Nigma could have just, you know, went with a better draft, and then maybe they would have won the game. Uh, And you know, there's still a chance that, you know, they would have lost that game, even though they were heavily favored, in my opinion. So I can definitely see your point. Uh, Yeah, just uh, I'll say, uh, just imagine what would have happened if Nigma lost that tiebreaker against IG. The whole storyline would be very, very different.
2: Uh, yeah mm-hmm. i sat there for like the whole hour waiting for this to be resolved yeah like, like over a hundred thousand people tuned in on the WePlay play stream watching just ca- like the casters and panel fill exactly. which was kind of funny honestly
0: all right uh let's wrap this up with just a tiny noobs ass question because we're already going long uh sorry guys we're skipping hero of the week just you know way too much to talk about
1: holy shit if you want peace you must prepare for war If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war.
0: All right, first question by Yanni. Who are the most creative teams in the pro scene and the least creative? Who wants to go first on this one? I'll say broadly South American and SEA teams during tournaments. But I'll say the region who influences the meta the most during like regular season play is probably China. Because they're like a lot of trends just come from China. And least creative I gotta say EU, I think. EU just they always think they're like playing the best Dota and a lot of the time they get they're getting proven wrong. Like Enigma, they're not winning right now by playing classic European Dota. They're winning by copying the Mars line opening from China, for example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, EU Dota
2: is a little a little shallow for my taste. It feels and like NA. the same game. Yeah, NA. Is, I think NA is like EU's little brother in a way, where like a lot of trends come from EU and then get like malformed and played in NA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> malformed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because because there's no NA carry who is like effectively farming creeps and like moving around mm-hmm. the jungle in the correct patterns, like na carries are so neurotic and like crazy that I, I i can't really describe how but there's a little bit of a different play style um yeah i also think cis is not that creative it's just like aggressive kind of and like very yeah
1: cis very aggressive very I'm clash think... focused <laughs> yeah like in answering this question i'm trying to think of where i've seen the most like new metas arrive and Mm. the one I'm trying to pin down right now is the TA build like I think the whole going is it Dragonlance with a certain talent like that's kind of been like one of the innovations of this current meta and I I don't know for the life of me who came up with that though do you guys?
2: Uh, According to casters during this major that came from I think VP during scrims prepping for the major like a a couple of the teams saw it and started to leak out through that which is how a lot of these things leak out, apparently, and like where when you see those like random new heroes at the meta or at the mm-hmm. at the major, it's be- usually because of scrims. Um,
1: and VG being a CIS team, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh,
1: that's and uh, that that goes against our argument just now.
2: Yeah, it is. A, it is a strike against, <laughs> but it also makes sense because the way it like the TA is kind of being played. It's, is, yeah, super aggressive. It's super aggressive. Is, it's, super aggressive. <laughs> it's like in your Track face. And it's lines, agonies, You just
1: go around the entire map yeah i
2: i know the agonims is also popular in china um so i don't want to totally credit it to vp but i think the vp was the team that was like owning in stacks and definitely one of the teams that was first toing it um which is like a new development with ta because i don't think that hero's really ever been like anywhere near the first picks has always usually been like a last pick material hero or Mm. like close to it yeah
1: true okay
0: um, Next question. Next question. <laughs> By yeah. Dora, nice. let destroy your... What differentiates a position 4 from a 5? How about a position 4 from a 3? Th- so I'll say, I think there's a hard line between 3 position and 4 and 5, and the position between 4 and 5 is kind of more fluid. But you're a support player, Sam and Charlene, so I think you're more qualified to answer this in depth. I would say uh,
1: in general, 4 is usually more of a, a playmaker slash roamer slash like general utility support versus a five, I think their their role is much more as a classic support, like supporting the carry and, and their mid laner. Like either yeah. whether that means stacking or like in the laning phase or whatever it means.
2: Yeah, I think that the, like, to me, there's like two differences. And the first one is maybe about like the value of time for both of these positions where when you're playing pause four, there's always like an internal clock that's running where you're like, okay, I've been I've been trying to kill this hero for too long. Like I need to move on or Mm -hmm. I'm like running around in the jungle a little bit too much like I need to get to where I'm going. And I think as a five, once you're past the 10 minute mark, that should not be like a thought in your head you should feel very comfortable like smoking going to the enemy triangle placing a ward if you die whatever this happens you know unlucky mm-hmm. um you know and that that can take you a minute and as long as like the the core that you're kind of defending and playing with or the lane that you're defending like remains pushed out and safe you could care less like your 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 game is not to build your own net worth or your own experience particularly but instead to like Just kind of like grow and be uh, and like manage your team as Mm -hmm. it grows and make sure that like you are taking the correct fights, that you are playing the correct part of the map. And that's why I think a lot of captains are five players, because they uh, they they just need the extra time to like look at the map, I think. Mm
1: -hmm. That's really Um, well said. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with
0: that. Last question. Oh, sorry. Do you want to get into this?
1: Oh, I was going to say, well, what about the supports from a three?
0: I mean, I think that's um, just a fundamental difference because one is a core that actively searches out, like your primary objective should be to attain resources for your team. And as a support, your primary objective is to either position yourself behind a core, so if you can't get gone on or go on enemy heroes, so your cause can attain more resources for your team. Mm-hmm. I think it's a I
1: feel like the way you're saying it overlaps with the support though. And I think the actual distinction is maybe um that a 3 is specifically the engager/counter Ugh, I don't like that because you can have a lie. Yeah, can have a 4, engages. I
2: have I have one that I think might Oh, satisfy. go for it. So the 3 position is sup- is like the reason that you are leaning a in that lane against the carry is because a somebody needs to absorb all of those resources to like as, as effectively as possible. And B somebody needs to slow down the carry. And oftentimes it's actually the threes roll and not the fours role to slow down the carry. And instead it's oftentimes the fours roll to like be like the backup core. So when the mid laner moves out of lane, you either need to move with them in order to secure their kill, or oftentimes early in the game, they're strong enough to get the kill on their own, like, down bottom in the safe lane or with the three, and instead you rotate and you take the XP and, like, make sure that nothing is going to waste. Like, you're really the garbage picker. Of like Dota, like you just want all of that trash XP and gold, like <laughs> the two creeps that run into the mid tower to die because you're mm-hmm. like, you know, your mid laner TP'd away. That happens. You need to be there to take that, or else it's a waste. And and oftentimes that's why you can see like heroes like Lena, Rubick being picked up on like these four positions that they they kind of need XP, they kind of want creeps too. Um, they just need to be cr- like creative in finding them. Whereas fives mm-hmm. like. You only get creeps if you are defending something. Like, otherwise, like you're kind of sometimes wasting your time unless there's n- literally nothing better to do.
0: Very well put. So yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Last question by Mavrosi: Is Texas really that big? I think I have to uh, reiterate here. We had a conversation. Uh, With a buddy of ours, Kona. I think that was like two or three weeks ago. I'm not sure why he's asking the question one. And the guy literally thought that Texas was like just as big as Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Which is completely wrong for people (laughs) wondering.
1: Yeah. Texas is a large state, but actually Alaska is larger.
0: Hmm. True. Fun fact. Very fun. I love geography. That sounds sarcastic, (laughs) but I actually do. Uh, Yeah, I think... That was the episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our ramblings. You know about the charity match and the pro scene. Next week, I'm sure. Actually, I can't promise you a few of the week because there's going to be a lot of these major playoffs uh, to chew through. Uh, oh, quick update: Team Spirit—they actually threw. Team Liquid ended up throwing that 4K advantage, so they're out completely. Damn, second seed EU just out.
1: Oh, by Smell. Yeah,
0: by Smell. I'm not sure if it was somebody else's fault, let's be real. No. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.